Welcome to the GeoMob podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, be it for fun or profit. Welcome back, everyone. Ed Freifogel here from the GeoMob podcast. I am delighted to be joined today by my good friend, Muthu, who has uh, been with us here before, but also another guest. Alex and Mutu are representing Geo Awesomeness. Geo Awesomeness is, of course, one of the one of the premier geo blogs and websites uh, documenting what's going on in the geo world. And they're here today to celebrate a very special milestone. It's been ten years since Geo Awesomeness was started. Alex, Mutu, welcome to the show. Please introduce yourselves. Okay, Ed, thanks for having us. It's it's a real pleasure to talk to you this evening. So besides GeoAwesomeness, I've been working in the navigation industry for the last six, seven years now, currently working at Deutsche Bahn as a localization expert. Hi, pleased to meet you as well, Ed, and pleased to be here on the show. I'm Alex Buczkowski, difficult to pronounce surname, as we've discussed earlier. During my daytime job, I'm actually managing Global Center of Excellence in Drone Technologies in PricewaterhouseCoopers. And for the past 10 years, together with Mutu, we've been doing after hours and working after hours on GeoSomeness projects. Well, congratulations. 10 years is a, is a very long time. I, I heard someone joke the other day that one year of COVID is like seven real years. So I guess in that regard, you could say it's almost 17 real years, I guess. So, but no, I mean, that's really an impressive testament. So tell us, what is GeoSomeness? What was the idea? Why did you start it? And, and what is it today? All right. So GeoSomeness, well, started as a small blog, really. It was read by a couple of friends of mine. And over this decade, it, it kind of organically grew into a platform that is used by the geospatial community to, to share news, to like comment, to, to share their views on what's going on around the, the, the geospatial community. And, you know, this has been a crazy road. So o- over this decade, we've actually had over 12 million page views, which is crazy. And like 130 authors that contributed to, to the blog. So considering that it's something that we do after hours, just, you know, for, for fun, really, this is something really outstanding, I would say. And I still can't believe that we've managed to get there after 30 10 years. Oh, but, but I would say maybe more that for me, this is also a, a story of friendship with Mutu because you know, we've been doing this together. As we counted earlier today, we've actually seen it, seen each other just four times in real time during this whole, during this whole decade. Wow. So it's like once every two and a half years. It's really, I would say maybe right now a, a bit of time of retrospective and like looking back and appreciating this time. I don't know, Mutu, if you want to add something. <laughs> Well, I mean, answering the question, what is geo-awesomeness has always been a lot of fun. You know, it's transformed itself over the years from just a blog where a couple of people were writing and sharing their opinions to a platform for 
pretty much everybody who's interested and excited about geospatial technologies and what you can do with it. You also have other things besides just articles, right? You have like the job board, you have events, you have... I mean, it's gone in kind of several different exactly. ways. Exactly. I mean, I think when, when Alex and I started, we never had the idea of, of doing a job board or events for that matter. I mean, e events, we, you know this, Ed, um, we started doing events in Munich under the GeoMob banner. Then when COVID happened, we started doing GeoAwesomeness digital meetups. And yeah, we've, we already hosted 10. We are hosting another seven this year until summer. Um, so. We're having a blast um, at this whole thing that just started as uh, Alex's pet project 10 years ago. So, Alex, you started GeoAwesomeness and then Muthu, you joined later. When Give us the timeline roughly. What are, what are the key milestones on this journey? Yeah, so the whole project, I would say that the, the whole story behind the blog uh, started, or my thinking about the blog started around like 20, 2010. So I had this professor at university that actually gave us on one lecture a very good advice. So if you want to succeed in your the geospatial career, you can follow two paths. One path is either to be a really good engineer or a developer and like focusing yeah. on developing tech. Another way is to follow kind of this product path. So like understand trends, understand the market, understand like competitive landscape, understanding like the, the technology stack that is there, what users like uh, and what they follow and so on. So I figure out that, you know, this is kind of the, the way that I want to follow and it's like closer to where I want to be. And I started to read a lot of news and I figured out back then that mainly I was following like this general tech blogs rather than geospatial media because at least back then this whole geospatial media space was rather boring and focused on like old school GIS stuff. Very, exactly. very enterprise oriented. Exactly. I remember him. Yeah. So I figured out that, first of all, there is a space for things like this. And I also obviously had motivation that I, I wanted to land my first job. So I figured out that if I want to organize my knowledge about, well, what's going on in the geospatial industry, I could basically do that by writing and also try to like use this as a medium to actually find a job, <laughs> which worked. And I must say that this was, this was actually like a really I, I, good strategy. I, I, I agree. I think that's an excellent strategy. I think more people should embrace that strategy. When I started it, like uh, the first article was April 2020. This was, I remember it, this was about like a summary of GIS market potential and things like this, looking at a couple of reports that were published and like summarizing it. And, you know, I started to write every week, every, every two weeks and people started to uh, read it. And at some point after like a couple of months, I figured out that this could be something more than just me writing some stuff for myself. So I've invited a couple of colleagues and the community to, to join, to try to make something bigger out of it. And, you know, among all of these guys to whom I've reached out, there was this young student from India. 
Mutu. We've we've actually met on like a students conference in Munster, Germany, and right. you know we started to talk on a regular basis, write on a regular basis, and like from them we went through this journey together and you know fast forward 10 years <laughs> and we are actually geoma podcast <laughs> so this is great uh, yeah there you go you've made, you made it finally finally yeah, exactly. you made it to the this big was, time guys. You know, long journey but we've made it <laughs> this is our 15 minutes of fame uh, <laughs> yeah but the, it's, all right. it's all down it's all downhill from here so no, but well done. I do think many, many people, you know, there's that famous saying people overestimate what they can accomplish in a short period of time, be it a month or a year and completely underestimate what you can accomplish in five years or 10 years, but it requires perseverance. So congratulations to you. Thank so you. how are we celebrating here, guys? What's, what's on the agenda for the, the 10 year anniversary? What, what do you have planned for this year? I mean, in a normal year, I think the, the plan would have started with me and Alex trying to meet somewhere for the fifth time in person. <laughs> <laughs> but since we are in special circumstances, we probably would like to celebrate online. So the idea was that we invite all the 130 plus authors who have written for Geosomeness over the years to have like a kind of an event together with them, just talk about where they are, what they're working on, and where they see the future is going. Maybe we do it also by inviting everybody we have to see. But besides this, we're, we're doing a couple of other things. One is that we are going to run a campaign to support map action and humanitarian open street maps. This is something that's very close to both me and Alex to keep paying it forward to give back to the community that's given us a lot. And the other is that we've been reaching out to a lot of thought leaders and experts in the industry um, including a person who's hosting this podcast this evening, Ed, to write, you know, <laughs> articles more or less looking into the crystal ball and predicting what's going to happen in the years to come because this pace is, is exploding and it's transforming the way businesses work. So we're really curious about where it's going. And yeah, the final way is to continue to do what we do best, which is to bring people together. I mean, we, we, if we have another seven events to go already, planned events for this year so we are really very excited to keep meeting people connecting with them learning more about their stories and basically celebrating how awesome the industry is so several questions there. so you mentioned you know 120 people have written for over the years for geosome how, how does someone become become an author anyone can volunteer or you seek them out or are, are you looking for more authors should people get in touch and, and get involved or what's the um, story? That's actually one of the main differences between us or Geo Awesomeness and other platforms and media organizations out there. We are really, really open. Anybody who wants to write and has an expertise or an opinion in any topic related to location-based technologies, please uh, feel free to reach out to us. There is really, we do also, re sometimes we read other people and we think it's a nice article and then we also cross-publish it. So we are open in that direction as well. So yeah, it's a, it's an open platform. And this is what I think Alex did really well from the very beginning. He didn't want it to be a blog for himself or about himself that he opened up and said, whoever wants to contribute can contribute. Just send us an email, I guess. That's the easiest way. And we're always happy to help you, um, even if you don't have immediate ideas on what you can write about. 
And we really wish more students and more graduates would take up the opportunity. Um, like Alex was saying, both of us landed jobs using GeoAwesomeness. And it's really an amazing platform to expand your network and get to know people. Yeah, I, I would I would second that. Anyone out there who's who's just entering the industry and wants to make a name for themselves or you know use it as an excuse also to to learn by doing and and write about a topic should definitely get involved. Not, not just so. for people who are you know starting in the industry. I mean, Ed, the tagline for the events that we did was whether it's for fun for for profit, right? And um, I know several colleagues of ours from the industry who used GeoAwesomeness a couple of months before they were working on a big project you know, uh, presenting themselves as experts in a particular area. And then interestingly, when they had the conversation with the client, the client had read these blogs and then was able to immediately realize that the person knows what he's talking about. So, yeah, so I, yeah, I can maybe add here that you know, there are different motivations and there are different things that people want to achieve or company wants to achieve. But as, as Mutu said, that this is basically a platform to share your views. Unless this is like really marketing view <laughs> that we don't want to really, we are not a platform for press releases, but we are a platform to you know, learn new stuff, comment. And this is really all that we've been focusing on over the past 10 years. And we want to probably do that for the following 10 years as well. How do you guys keep the motivation? I mean, surely, and, and just like, you know, obviously everyone has ups and downs in their lives and things like that. There must be times when you're just like, you know, burned out or you need a break or on holiday or whatever. How do you, how, do, how have you kept it going? What's been the secret? So let me maybe start here. For me, the, yeah. the, the secret was that we were actually doing it not solo, but duo. <laughs> so, so, and this really I helped. I believe that if we would be doing this just each of us on our own, we would not be able to do that because like we both had like different times in our lives where different thing happens and we couldn't be involved in our full capacity although we are doing the, this just you know, after hours in the evenings. But then the other was covering for overall. I think that this is basically joint project and this is what helped us doing it for such a long time. And we're still doing it, to be honest, so just for fun. So this is not something that we plan to do as a full-time job. This is from, and I would say the, the basic concept is that this is something that we do after hours and it's just done for fun. And I guess that because of this, we, we, we kept going because it actually is fun for us. Maybe, maybe that's a good point. Tell, tell, what about some of the highlights of the 10 years? What are you kind of most proud of? When you look back, like what are, what are the key memories? What are the, the, the moments that we are the proudest of? I guess, at least on a personal level, one um, aspect of it was the campaign that we ran a few years ago to help humanitarian open street maps and raise some money. That's something that we, it wasn't like we raised a million euros for them, but it was definitely something that we were happy doing. And in general, you know, helping 
people, connecting them with other companies, connecting them with other people working in the industry. These are kind of the things that give me the most satisfaction and just having the ability to just write an email to whoever I want to talk to in the industry, whether it's the CEO of a big Fortune 500 geospatial company or um, a guy who just started his startup three weeks ago. Really, it's been, in that sense, very satisfying. And yeah, I think the biggest highlight for me has been meeting Alex <laughs> the last four times. <laughs> Interestingly, um, funny enough, um, we were just thinking about it. We never met each other in the same city twice. So it was always a different city and always for a different reason. It was also not that we were intentionally going to the city to meet each other. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually remember this was probably like 2016 or 2017. We've like made a little bit of money on the blog and we just selected a random city where we both had flights from our cities. And it ended up to be Zagreb, Croatia. <laughs> so we just went there for like wow. three days and meet actually a second time in, in our lives and just you know, had, had some fun together and also blocked, obviously. But yeah, these were good times. I remember when we were like, you know, crossing the uh, magic line of having like thousand viewers a week and then 10,000 viewers a week. And this was, you know, really, I mean, crazy back then when initially when I had like you know, 10 viewers of the, of the blog, entire blog, this was like really something huh? that I could not believe that anyone would read it. And looking back, I mean, this is, it, it has been a lot of fun and it has been big learning curve for us and like, networking, meeting people. I mean, even like talking to you today, this is, this is basically like geeking out on geospatial stuff. This is, yeah, this is cool. Very cool. That's, that's fantastic. I, I'm sure all of the listeners join me in hoping that you guys are soon able to have your fifth meeting <laughs> to celebrate your, your career. So. I, I think everybody in the world wishes this um, because we're all exactly. in the same boat called COVID. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so tell us more a little bit about the Pay It Forward campaign that you guys are going to do this year with with Hot and Matter Action. What is going to be kind of a fundraising drive, or, or what? What will it be? Precisely. What is the goal? So, you know, for both me and Alex, we've personally benefited a lot from the from the platform, and we've had amazing conversation with a lot of people. And to mark this tenth anniversary, we were brainstorming for ideas as to how we can make a difference to the community. Sure, we are also doing events. We are having fun there, planning to make the website even better and things like this. But on a fundamental level, we wanted to see how we can make a difference. And we thought, okay, best way we can do it at this moment is try to do a fundraiser for two organizations that are literally changing the world and making it a better place through geospatial technology and data. And for us, that's map action and humanitarian open street maps. These guys are doing amazing work all over the world. So we are going to be running a campaign on geosomeness. We are going to be publishing more of the work that they do to create more awareness for the work they do in general. And hopefully raise some serious cash for these two organizations so that they can continue to do what they do best. 
Well, I, I wish you every success there and I encourage every listener to to get involved in contributing. I agree. Both excellent organizations and uh, really impressive the work that they do. So and obviously, even if people don't aren't in a position to contribute financially, you know, just actually get involved with the, the mapping or and then, you know, they're really excellent projects. Yeah. And so. um, funny enough, the, the conference where Alex and I met in Munster, uh, where I was presenting as a student and Alex was organizing the event, uh, Map Action was one of the, the featured speakers. So yeah. we are coming back, back to yeah to basics <laughs> and to the beginning. Yeah, very cool, very cool. So let's let's fast forward into the future when we're when we're doing the call for the twentieth anniversary. What's going to be different about you, Awesomeness, ten years forward? Is it going to be more of the same, or any cool new new forms of interaction, or any anything? Any uh, mountains left to climb for you guys? Or cool what's interaction. That sounds like an interesting topic. Maybe a holographic. I mean, are, are we going to be in in the geo awesomeness virtual reality chat room, you know, or and things like that? Yeah, or what are we, we going to? We have a social media app coming up uh, where you can interact. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I think we have enough of, of social media. Apps. Yeah, man. Maybe we'll have a TikTok channel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see whether TikTok still exists in 10 years. I'm, I personally am a little bit skeptical. but I mean, jokes aside, I think the plan is rather very simple to be the best geospatial platform out there for anybody who is interested in understanding how you can use geospatial data and technology to make the world better, whether it's for fun or for profit. That's really what we intend. And what the medium is, I mean, it started out as a, as a, as a blog because Alex and I prefer writing to um, speaking and we definitely are not YouTubers. So I guess that's still <laughs> far away. But I mean, we, we enjoy doing the events. We enjoy doing the content. And if in the future there is a TikTok where you can like dance and, and convey geospatial information, why not? Let's see what happens. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you take the lead on that one. But, so, um, I think that which channels we will use, we will see how how things evolve there. But definitely one thing that we've learned over the, well, the past decade was a lot about geospatial technologies, right? So we've like observed a lot of stuff and like, when we when we started, this was the really the rise of smartphones and like location based services. Google Maps actually back then was really not that good. <laughs> I would be still using some yeah. TomTom navigation. Actually, this this would be a navigation device rather than your smartphone. And then we've seen like a lot of things happening, the rise of drones and photogrammetry. We've seen like whole open source kind of trends rolling out with like QGIS and then the growing role of OSM. Mm -hmm. We've seen you know, the evolution of uh, small startups like Mapbox that when we wrote about them for the first time, they had maybe like you know, 20 people and now they are a huge company. So, you know, looking 
back, we kind of, or I, I kind of see that the, these technologies, they were around earlier, but they evolved and grew and they had their new practical applications and, and use cases that started to emerge over, over this decade. And now when I look at five or, or 10 years ahead, so there are a couple of things that are growing right now. So we can see, like for instance, a huge leapfrog in air observation where there are you know hundreds of satellites yeah. being launched every year. And uh, the uh, both like, frequency of imaging and the resolution and like the spectral bands allow to do a lot of cool stuff that were not possible even you know, two or three years back. We can see SAR data. Then there is whole deep learning space where, I mean, with We've been hearing about this for on the past five, six years, but around maybe this or last year, we finally see some practical use cases that are used on a, on a larger scale. So this, this is definitely like something that will, that will grow. We can see also the, 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 the whole sensor data space that is, so there is a lot of data for a very long time, but there were really a few applications that were able to really utilize all of this, all of this knowledge. And you can see a lot of things happening in location intelligence space. So no, I, I think that there is really a lot of things to expect. And this is actually what you know, makes me excited about, about the industry and like I, really really like to see what what the future will bring and also like be be a part of it well no i, I agree excellent summary of of where we've come and some of the trends that have emerged but also yeah i mean there's a lot there, there's an immense amount to be excited about and and if anything the the pace of innovation is increasing it feels like you know the, the more new technologies Tech, the technological barriers are disappearing because things get easier and easier and cheaper and cheaper. But at the other other end, the forefront of what's possible also keeps get pushing out. And um, and not just in like a like a weird like oh technically we could do this thing now, but actually having an impact on everyone's day to day lives. You know, um, I mean everyone now is always using maps on their phone every day, and so it's it's become a real integral part of people's people's lives and experiences and, and businesses how businesses operate a lot of level right Ed? i mean you think about it maps used to be static now it's increasingly becoming not just dynamic in the sense that you can interact with it but also the, the content of it keeps changing and and you know you can have maps that are updated every minute every hour and gps receivers sure. um, used to be the size of a room now Pretty much each and every one of us has a GPS receiver always on us in terms of our smartphones. I mean, we had a single frequency receiver. Now most of the cellular or smartphones are dual frequency. In the future, they're most likely going to be even more frequencies that they are able to utilize. There's already three frequencies, but um, not maybe on commercial smartphones. So in, in in that sense as well, also the hardware capabilities are really increasing a lot. And I think that, and now we are starting, uh, you know, the, the philosophical 
discussion, but I think that also like the role of us who are like a part and building this, the industry is also evolving. So I come from geospatial family. My father was a professor of cartography. So we had like maps lying around and hanging on the walls all around the place. And like this was an open house. So we had a lot of geospatial folks coming around and like geeking out around maps and uh, and you know i had a deep i have a deep appreciation on like the the the, the map aesthetics and what it meant to really work on it and draw it and map things back then and so so back then this was kind of an art and uh, right now it it is evolving to be well more 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 and more engineering domain but like also kind of more from the also a science of data and this is like really interesting evolution well i think you're right obviously the there are always new technical possibilities and new doing things at massive scale with all the data is a, is a new reality but i think the role of the artist or let's say the the person who understands how to take the data and make it comprehensible and beautiful and and something that people are able to grasp and want to interact with that role if anything will be more important i think yeah i certainly agree i have this map hanging on a wall at home and i actually know that it took one guy like two years (laughs) to Draw it in like, yeah, to in like 1940s. And this is, this is crazy. But then when you, when you think about this and when you are like making an app or software, you'll not do it overnight, right? It will also take you like probably a couple of months or maybe a couple of years to to develop it. So maybe from the sake of uh, and and sense of being like focused, there are some commonalities between how it used to be back then and now. Well, on on that philosophical note, probably it's it's time for us to wrap up. But I I think I should close by, um, first of all, again, congratulating you guys on, on 10 years, not just you, but of course, all the contributors. It's a really impressive achievement, and but I think as as we said here in the final minutes, there's a lot to look forward to going forward. I mean, if anything, the geospatial industry is gaining momentum, not not losing momentum. So I, I think there's going to be even more to come. So keep up the good work, and uh, we'll do it again at the 15 year anniversary. Um, hopefully, maybe who knows, maybe in person. I don't want to rush you guys with your your meetups, but um, no, but seriously, very impressive. And uh, well done. Thanks a lot, Ed. Um, that means a lot coming from you. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> thanks, Ruto. All right, guys. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks a lot. See you. Thank you. Thanks everyone for joining us today and listening to the GMOP podcast. Hopefully, you've enjoyed the discussion. Please don't hesitate if you have any feedback for us or any suggestions for topics that we should cover in the future. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, if you're not yet on the mailing list, please do get on the mailing list where we once a month send out an email announcing future events, summarizing past events, and just generally sharing uh, events that you may find of interest. You can also, of course, follow us on Twitter, where our handle is geomob. You can follow Stephen at Stephen Feldman. 
You can follow me at Freifogel. You can check out Mappery at mappery.org. And of course, if you need any geocoding, please check out my service, which is opencagedata.com. We look forward to you joining us again at a future episode, and of course, seeing you at a future GeoMop event. Hope to see you there soon. Bye.